Oh, yeah, sorry. Come yeah. on. This is a professional show. Yeah, it is. I'm here. I'm ready. Are you here? Yeah. You ready? Oh, I'm I'm in the room, baby. I'm okay. here. The Blaine train has arrived. We're back after a short break. Uh, two weeks ago, fall break, going into the bye. Yeah. So we felt. Uh, I was in Disney World, like there was just no chance. I yeah. left on Thursday. Blaine, you went home as well. Uh, Luke Blaine, obviously the editor over at the DA. I'm Tanner Lambert, the sports director at U92. We're back with the Mountaineer Sports Insider. Uh, and then last weekend, um, we had the Thursday night game against Houston. And so when I plan my travels, I always look at the Mountaineer schedule, and it was the perfect weekend to take a long awaited trip down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to go see the Roll Crimson Tide play uh, Arkansas. Uh, I've got a very good buddy that goes to school at Bama, and forever and ever, um, we have talked about me getting down there for a game. He's come up for a game here, so I had to make sure I repaid that favor while I was still in school. So I was gone last weekend as well, uh, and Mr. Blaine and I have not recorded in two weeks, and that's on us, but uh, we yeah. have been quite busy. And we're back. Uh, West Virginia's back at home this weekend. Oklahoma State, the Cowboys come into town, Luke. Playing a lot better than they had started yeah. uh, early on this season. Um, and, and so that should be fairly fun tomorrow over there at Milan Pushkar Stadium. Yeah, right after being one of the teams that everybody was, like, writing off at the beginning of the year, they really – yeah, they, they, they've really turned it around 4-2, and two. and if you're WVU, you got to be ready. This is a red-hot Oklahoma State team that I think that, you know, you can't look past. No, I, I completely uh, agree with that. That, that is 100% accurate. Um, they have turned it around for sure, and they've looked a lot better as of late. And uh, this one, it's going to be crazy. It's homecoming. Uh, but it's also bridge jump weekend, which is going to cause Ooh. some problems for people coming yeah. into Morgantown. Um, yeah, that that's not planned great. But, <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, you ever been to the bridge jump? I have not. I'm not a I'm not a big heights guy. Not gonna lie, but I, I could I could go watch, but uh, I don't I don't think I could ever do it. Oh, I'd but love you'd love to do it. Yeah. <sighs> being a baby, Luke. Yeah. Uh, Mountaineer Sports Insider Bridge Jump have the GoPros on our heads. Yeah, yeah. It is Mike Gundy's 19th season as a head coach in college football. He's 160 and 77 all time at Oklahoma State, his alma mater. They're four and two this season, two and one in the Big 12. The exact same that West Virginia is. Uh, Neil Brown obviously in his fifth season, back under 500, 26 and 27 here, but. They've looked good uh, a lot this season. Last week against Houston, that was a game of circumstances, in my opinion. I've tried to be positive about it. I get that you don't ever want to lose the game that way. However, I guarantee you, Luke, that a lot of the fan base that was so upset about it would not have been as upset about it if Dana was not the head coach at Houston. Yeah, absolutely. Since they lost that game. Going into that game, you know, all the hype was made about it. But, I mean, like, let's let's be real. It's not like he left last year. It's been five seasons yeah. with Neil Brown at the home here in Morgantown. There is only two or three players left that even played for Dana here that are in college football. I get there's some transfers that went to play for him. However, it, it is not what 
everybody's making it out to be, in my opinion. I think yeah. it would be different when he comes here next year. That's fine. But, I mean, let's be realistic. These are two programs that have been going for five years now at Houston with Dana and then five years with Coach Brown here at uh, West Virginia. Like, it's not like it happened last year, even two years ago, where a lot of these rosters are kind of the same, maybe, or something like that. And it's not like Neil Brown's one of Dana's guys that stayed behind and took the job here. You know, like it's it's none of those things. So mm-hmm. yes, I get the loss was not fun. It seemed like West Virginia had won the game. I had thought they won the game, but like last weekend, there were a couple games that ended on hail marys like that. And yes, obviously you want to bat the ball down, those sorts of things. But if you want to look at the positives out of that game, there were quite a few, and one of those is that the offense opened up Luke. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we were talking about that earlier today on Beat the Clock, but Garrett Green looked terrific that game. He had the best game of his career, and his one interception is a pass that should have been caught, you know? And that yeah. if that touchdown is caught, by the way, I think you're looking at a WVU win, and right. you're looking at a totally different script uh this week and I think that WVU keeps that momentum going but I do think that that's you know it's a game that you can't like get into your head that's a game that you got to look past I mean it was that would have been a fun win yeah I mean I think that what got a lot of people going about the whole Dana thing was he you know the comment specifically about we're not gonna get players from West Virginia to win the Big 12 with and I I, I think I think that I think that people really took that to heart especially i mean there are west virginia players on this roster and there are good west virginia players yeah, on this roster had the walk-off, it seemed, right? yep west virginia player and that would have ju- that would have been just a storybook ending if yeah, that would have if the if that hail mary did not happen but yeah you I, know i completely agree with all of that but like okay if that's not i get that it was but if that's yeah. let's say we flip it and houston is this week and that was oklahoma state on a thursday night in stillwater you're not having the same sort of feelings, I think, Friday morning. Maybe you are, and I, I could be wrong, but I, I for one, uh, took a lot of positives out of that game. And, you know, I, I think I told you this, Luke. I think that if this was last year's team that had that, they would have lost by maybe two scores. Yeah. Right? Like, I think that that's a fair estimate. I mean, the defense and special teams both did not look like they have early on this entire season up to the halfway point. They were uncharacteristically different. And the offense looked uncharacteristically different as well, but that was in more of a positive way for sure. I mean, Garrett Green had a ton of passing yards, had a couple touchdowns. Uh, he looked good. The offense flowed very well for really maybe one of the first times this season all of the facets of the offense were working. Um, so that was really good to see. And then obviously the defense and special teams weren't great, but you know they got very healthy coming into tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Aubrey Burks is back, and, you know, I think I said this this morning as well to you, um, having him back there to captain that defense is a lot different, right? Like, Lee Coba's the guy up front, and Eddie Vesterinen, and, you know, all of the guys up front, they all help each other. But back there, Burks is kind of, you know, running the secondary, and I think it showed a little bit in that game that he was not there, and they missed him dearly. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the secondary probably had what you could argue probably outside of Penn State being its worst game uh, this season. And I think that, you know, the defense – it's a good thing the offense showed up to that game because the defense certainly struggled um, a lot. It felt like Houston was moving the ball very easily. Um, You know, the quarterback, I forget his name, but it felt like he was running a lot – and, you know, just extending plays and finding open guys too much. And 
I think that they're going to have to buckle down and really lock in the rest of the year if WVU wants to make some more noise in the Big 12. Yep. 28.5 points a game is what the Mountaineers now average, 26 for that of the Cowboys. Uh, the West Virginia offense averages 186 yards on the ground. The Oklahoma State offense, 147. Uh, the passing comparison, 195 yards a game for the Mountaineers, 244 for the Cowboys. Total offense, though, it's only a 10-yard net difference. Oklahoma State at 390, West Virginia at 380. Uh, very similar in a lot of the other statistical categories. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a fun game tomorrow, I, I think, here at Milan Pushkar Stadium. And the weather does not look great, which I think bodes in favor of the Mountaineers. Oh, absolutely. The Mountaineers thrive off of the opponents being uncomfortable. And a lot of the times they make opponents uncomfortable themselves with the defense. But, I mean, we saw it in the Texas Tech game. They also thrive off of, you know, teams not being able to play the style of football they want to play. And WVU does thrive in playing ugly football, ugly ground and pound you know, football, somebody up in the press box said in the in the pick game, this game is setting football back about 50 years. And it was that's true. And WVU pulled out with the win, and it was a pretty convincing win given the circumstances. Yeah. And, you know, they, they just thrive in that setting. They do, and it was good. Um, I mean, they, they're 4-2. Like, you know, let's have some perspective about them. A little bit. They they've been better than I think people expected them to be this year. Winning at TCU was hard. Like, I think I'd rather have the win at TCU than the win over Houston. If you're going to tell me I have to pick one at the beginning of the year, I think that yeah. you know which one says more about the program. Probably the win over TCU, yeah. uh, especially the way they ended up winning that game. Yeah, you got to be kidding me. Um, all right, let's talk golf here. We're going to go through all of the sports today, like we always do. Uh, we will get to the men's soccer team. What a win on Wednesday. We'll talk about the women's team, who have been on a bit of a hot streak as well. Volleyball looking good. Uh, but I wanted to start at golf today. They were at the Xavier Invitational. And uh, my guy, Ali Menard, man, a 207 final score, three under par, baby. He was the runner-up uh, out there in Cincinnati. Will Stake was 15 over. Uh, Pierce Greve, one of his first starts, 16 over. Westy McCabe, 20 over, the young man there. Um, yeah, Coach Coach was happy with it. Uh, coach Chorus was out there, the assistant coach. Uh, and Ollie played outstanding. Um, you know, it's an experience opportunity. Uh, that's what Coach said. And uh, that it was. And good for Ollie Menard to uh, play very well out there. They play well at the Big 12s as well. They now... Uh, have a week off before they go to the Steelwood Collegiate Invitational next weekend in Alabama, Laxley, Alabama, that is, and then uh, that will be the final matchup of this fall sort of season, if you will, before they start uh, in January out in Arizona uh, at the NIT tournament. Um, and then they'll have that usual schedule we're used to seeing them play. Uh, still ways away. Uh, April 16th, and April 15th at Pete Dye. That's when the Mountaineer Invitational will be before Big 12s, the last uh, sort of event before Big 12s qualifying for all those guys because you get to play all your guys when you're at home, uh, which is really fun. Whispering Pines Golf Club, the site of Big 12s this season in Trinity, Texas. All right. You want to do men's soccer now, Luke? Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk men's soccer. I mean, that's the second most electric Mountaineer sports uh event i've seen this year probably in all my time as a student i mean that was just awesome 
the crowd, it was great seeing a crowd that big there for soccer. And, you know, like you said it this morning with the student section, you know, get about 30 kids on the field. And then you have the student section on both sides. That's the way to do it. And I hope they do that more in the future. Um, but as this WVU team gets better, they will, I'm sure, have larger crowds and maybe need to bring out a little bit some more stands out there. But, I mean, Marcus Caldera, just insane. You know, just three goals, a hat trick. And, you know, that's a Marshall team that had only given up five goals on the whole year up to that point. And then they they allow five goals against West Virginia. I mean, that was just an insanely fun atmosphere, a really fun game. And WVU had to rally, I mean, early, you know. They gave up the first goal, and then they came back and scored three in about 90 seconds. So to have that response after going down 1-0 to the number one team in the country, I think is awesome. And definitely expect to see WVU move up in the rankings next week. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, it was a big win. I don't know how much they'll be able to move up in the rankings. Central Florida and Marshall are both very good still. That's Marshall's first loss of the entire season. Uh, they'd only won games, not even any draws up to that point. They were 16-2-2 two two in their last 20 contests, only allowing 10 goals during that time. That's half a goal per game. And, yeah, the Mountaineers just lighted up, and it was led by Caldera. But the first goal for Morris Navarro, I think, was the most important goal of the game to tie it that early. Uh, that meant a lot. And then they were able to just pour it on from then on. But, you know, Duggan has that second goal for Marshall, and it's 3-2 for a while there. You had four goals in the first 18 minutes of action. Um, and then right at the end of the first half, you had a chip shot over the head of Jackson Lee that Freddie Jorgensen makes a terrific save on. He gets there at the goal line and is able to kick that away. I mean, that was a guaranteed goal. I called yeah. it as a goal. I was calling the game. Um and, yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Luke. The environment uh, itself, I mean, it was right there with the pit game, right? Like, obviously, you don't have 65,000 people there, but you had 3,500 in a venue that really only seats 1,800 people. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it was jam-packed in there. There was a lot of Marshall fans there. I mean, you're right. It was very similar to that of Pitt. Uh, a top three environment for me uh, as well in my time here as a student and as a broadcaster of a lot of these games. You know, I was at the backyard brawl calling the game from the booth. I was there at the Mountain State Derby calling the game from the booth. And uh, I'll tell you what, when that, that second goal went in 15 seconds later after the first one and then the third one goes in another half a minute later, it was just, wow, they're really going to pour it on here. And they did that. Uh, it was very, very impressive what the men's soccer team did. They've got a big game. Uh, coming up here on Sunday at Coastal Carolina, a team that just lost 5-0 to the University of Central Florida uh, in Sunbelt play. Only three games left in the regular season for the guys. Uh, we'll see what they can do. Three left, too. If they can remain unbeaten, I think that would be the first time in school history that they can do that, which would be pretty awesome to see. All right, on the women's side, they fought back hard, Luke. They are 7-7-3 yeah. seven, seven overall, now 5-3-1 and one within the conference. Only one regular season game remaining for our West Virginia women's soccer team here at WVU uh, before the Big 12 championship tournament starts in Round Rock, Texas, like it always does next weekend. They've got Cincinnati in town on Monday. 
uh, for the regular season finale. But yeah, fought all the way back to seven, seven, and three. They're five, three, and one in the conference. They're tied for fourth in the conference. Very eerily similar to the that of last season. They've got some road wins under their belt. Finally, two, three, and one on the road. Much better at home. And they go to Kansas and they win. I mean, they've won four straight. They yep. win both those games over fall break here in Morgantown. 4-0 against Oklahoma, 1-0 against uh, Oklahoma State. Then, yeah, they do the Kansas road swing, and they beat both Kansas and Kansas State. Yes, they were both 1-0 results, but those are very important wins, three points in the standings as well. Yep. And now they've got to do that against the Cincinnati team that's at the bottom of the conference. Absolutely. And, I mean, 4-1-1 one one ever since that ugly, ugly loss to TCU at home and That's I think really yeah and you know they've really turned it around since then I mean I was on the call for that game I watched it happen and I was just sitting there thinking like man you know the the same team you know they're just from just a year ago and it's it's big to see them do that and I've said it all along that if there is one coach who can get her team turned around it is Nikki Izzo Brown she literally did it last year and took her team to win the conference championship. And as long as there are games on the schedule, this team is not out of it. No, and I agree. I, Nikki Izzo-Brown, I'm comfortable calling her the best coach that this school has ever had, ever, period. I, Just with the yeah. amount of success she's had as the women's soccer coach. And I think she might be doing it again. And I think I'm really excited to see what happens in that Cincinnati game. You know, if you can end the year on an exclamation point on senior night going into the Big 12 championship tournament, look out. Because the last thing you want to see is a team coached by Nikki Izzo-Brown with some momentum. I, I agree. And I think that that is a fair point. That might be a deep dive we have to do uh, when we're in the bleak midwinter upcoming mm -hmm. here. Uh, I think that you're probably right about that, though. Izzo-Brown, probably the best coach ever at yep. West Virginia just with what she's done in the trophy case, man. I mean, it's it's tough to rival that. And I know that some of these other sports, they're maybe a little bit harder to win at, but I don't know if I agree with that completely. Uh, just because they're a non-revenue sport doesn't mean it's not hard to recruit and play oh, around yeah. the country and whatnot. And, you know, they've been – the difference, too, is, like, they've always had conference games. Like, they've been traveling in the Big 12 for a decade. Oh, yeah. Right? The men's team, they play in the Sun Belt. And, yes, what Stratford's doing is incredible. Yes. And uh, only his fourth season. But, you know, they've been, you know, flying down to Lubbock. They've been going out to Lawrence. They've been, you know, going to Stillwater and Norman and all of these places for years now. And uh, that doesn't make it any easier. And they've done a really terrific job. And, I mean, the recruiting that she's done as well, like Delari Heredia Beltron, Kansas native, comes to play here, mm. right? Like those sorts of things, very important. So we'll see what they do Monday night. You can hear that game right here on U92. 7 p.m. kick, uh, 6.30 pregame start for that one over at Dick DeLess Soccer Stadium. All right, swim and dive. Uh, Berlitz was terrific the last two meets. They had the WVU games, and then they had Penn State in town last week and lost the dual meet. Uh, but they had some good swims, um, so that's that's good to see. Danny Burlitz, he won the 200 free at a 139. Luke, I know you have no idea what that means, but that's moving. Uh, <laughs> the 200 breaststroke at a 201, that's incredible. And the 400 IM at a 357, also an incredible time against the Nindy Lions. That, I mean, if you were to uh, have some other swimmers sit in here, um, I mean, those are – those are huge, huge fast times, and that's not something you often see. Uh, so to see that early on in the season like this, that, that bodes well for what's coming up in the spring and when we get to Big 12s, which are here in Morgantown. Um, so that's 
yeah, that's that's awesome to see. Uh, he was the uh, swimmer of the week in the Big Twelve, so that's pretty cool to see too. Yeah. Um, those are those are flying like one thirty nine and a two hundred free. Do you know what? That, so that's eight laps. Okay. Wow, I did not know that. Okay, so that's eight laps. Wait, is a lap just like down or down and back? Down. Okay. So, yeah, he's probably swimming a fifty, which is two laps and just about twenty one, twenty two and a half seconds. That's mm. that's moving. Um, that that is moving. Uh, the women were defeated by Penn State as well. I mentioned that. Um. They have a dual meet in conference, by the way, now uh, at Cincinnati next weekend. Um, Vic Riggs was happy with the uh, strong performances, and now they got two weeks to finish, uh, or to get ready, rather, for Cincinnati. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there you go. Uh, I like what Coach Riggs is doing out there. More on that maybe starting in the uh, in the springtime. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Exciting things, potentially. Um I, I can't wait for Big 12s to be here. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'll definitely have to go for that, and that'll be a good time. You ever been to a swim meet? I have not. I actually, I that's what I want to do. I want to make sure I get out to at least, like, one of every right. sport. So what event. you should do when you go to a swim meet, you wear a sweatshirt and sweatpants. Is it cold in there? Freezing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'll do that. You know? okay. I'll, right. I'll definitely do that. Like, but just because of the water in there. Or? Oh, it's freezing, man. Yeah, you have no idea. So yeah. cold. So cold. Feels <laughs> like your vacation home back in Fairbanks. Uh, yeah. God. Yeah, it didn't, it's been so long since we made a Fairbanks. I know. I just really. I know. We're not living up to our uh, X, formerly no. known as Twitter handle. Yeah, and the X, formerly known as Twitter, that you don't help run. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll I'll put something out. Oh, I meant I, I really wanted to put something out oh, about the good. divine interview. I meant to. I just forgot. Thank God he's gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very good interview with Noel Divine the other day. By the way. Yeah. Shout out that just shout out that episode real quick. But it was really cool getting to sit down with him, kind of have him reminisce on his old player days and the third all time leader for in rushing yards for WVU, right here on the MSI podcast. Great interview with him. Go check it out. Believe what, what? Do we know what the download count is? It? Uh, I don't know. I know it was fifteen. Uh, it's quite a few. Like the download, I, I, the way we track how we get listenership, it's not great, but uh, we try. <laughs> we try. It's it's doing well though right now that episode. But if you haven't listened, please do go take a listen. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, Big Twelve Championships coming up next Saturday for the cross country team, so that's exciting. We'll talk more about that next week, I'm sure. Uh, gymnastics, their schedules revealed. They're traveling a lot. Um, they're they're going all over the country. Like they're going to Minnesota at the end of the season for an out of conference in Minneapolis. They're going to Norman in the regular season, and then gymnastics Big Twelves are in Norman. Um, yeah, it, it, it's quite a bit that they have to travel this season. Uh, they do have Penn State coming into town though, so that's cool. Um, all right, I'm, this computer is it's running slow on me now, Luke. I was doing fine. How have you been? You been okay? Oh, I've been great. Just, it's know, awesome. I'm glad to hear. I'm it. just chugging glad on through. To hear it. We're 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 getting there. Yeah. While we're uh while you're figuring that out. Yeah, I go can, ahead. Uh, we got volleyball. Yeah, I was talk, get talk about a team that's turning it around yeah. a little bit. I think that's a very good point. Yeah. Yesterday had a three-two win over Cincinnati right here in Morgantown, and they're going to be back at the Coliseum at six p.m. tonight to take on Cincinnati again. Hope looking for their third straight win after beating TCU three-two, and 
Talk about a team that's needed a win. I mean, WVU, it, it, it has been a rough go in the Big 12 so far for them this year. Outside of those two, they were winless leading up to that point. They started 0-6 in conference play. Yeah. Um, 9-12 and overall, so definitely could use some wins and gain some more confidence and get their feet underneath them heading into some more conference play. I mean, I'm not seeing any ranked teams on their schedule. No. Uh, in the Big 12. They'll have some chances. That Kansas series, that'll be kind of fun. And then Texas is definitely ranked. These are ranked teams, Luke. It's okay. This doesn't show it on the computer. They're ranked teams? Oh, definitely. Oh, I didn't definitely. realize that. Uh, Kansas very good. Uh, I went to high school with one of the girls that plays at Kansas. She oh, is really? terrific. Yes. Uh, very, very good at the old volleyball. Elite eight, four straight years in a row in volleyball back in high school. Uh, impressive, impressive stuff for the Kansas Jayhawks. And, yeah, uh, that'll be coming up. But, yeah, they have that other one against Cincinnati here tonight. I do like how they get them to play, too. I think that that's important. Yeah, just like back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. London Davis plays opposite out of Olin Tangy Orange High School. Six-foot-tall junior <laughs> over there for the Jayhawks. Nice little name drop for you on this football Friday. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see if they can get it done tonight. Uh, I saw Daniel Woods was on the call last night. That's yeah. pretty cool. So he uh, caught, yeah, he caught, caught the ball. a ball. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, Daniel. Way to be athletic, man. Yeah. Getting it done out there, calling the games on Espen Plus. Rifle, back to number one in the country, Luke. Oh, they dropped? No, or sorry, stays firm. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I was about to say. No. I don't know why I said it like that. I, I just wanted to be emphatic about it. Yeah. They're still number one in the country. 3-0 and on the season. Just incredible what they've done. Um, they, they've they just continued what they always do over there at Rifle. They've beat three ranked teams this season. Akron to start. Ole Miss after that. Memphis after that. Sure, two on the road. Why not? They're at Fort Worth next Saturday. See if they can get it done against them. Then Nebraska as well in Fort Worth. That'll be a nice little try thing. Uh, and then the WVU Fall Classic after that where the Air Force comes in. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll see how that goes. The the one when it, if uh, if they beat Army, that's always a story that gets a bunch of clicks on the on well, the I mean, DA shoot, because you, you go beat the Air Force too. I think that yeah. should be in consideration as well. Oh yeah, because the uh, like um, the article I wrote last year for like made it on a I think Barstool or something. And it was like ah, dude, how they're literally the Army or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's but, always the joke. It's yeah, funny though. Th- yeah, but no, I mean rifle just insane. Mary Tucker. You know, just an incredible shooter, and she's consistently been. I mean, like six hundreds, the max that you yeah. can get in a round of rifle, or like, or at least one of them. And she, pretty day in and day out, is shooting like five ninety five plus. Yeah, it's and, really good, w- which is wild. Like, I, I just, I, I, I could never even think about like doing that. But yeah, yeah. not as wild though. We're in Baker's jacket on Wednesday night. That was something, but that was that was very nice. I don't Snazzy. know if I would wear that. Yeah, I don't know if I. I think Ren Baker, friend of the program, Ren Baker. Yes, friend of the program, Ren athletic Baker. director, associate vice president here at West Virginia. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I gotta. I think he is probably the best dressed athletic director. Yeah, he's got to be up there. His shoe game. Yeah, the shoe game really helps him. Uh, I will say, like Gene Smith at Ohio State does pretty uh, good yeah. too. He's got the shoe game too. Um, and he'll like wear like the Hawaiian shirt, Buckeye shirt sometimes mm. and stuff to the games that are warm and outside. Like that's that's solid. Uh, like Ren Baker and that at baseball, I think that's a win. Hope he's gonna listen to this one. Yeah, Director Baker, please. 
Get the WVU Hawaiian shirt. Get that rolled out. Let's go. Wear that to the game. Go stand down there with the shirtless bandits at baseball. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Get it done. Uh, by the way, baseball plays tonight against the Toronto Mets. That's always oh, something yeah. they do. Uh, that'll be interesting. Not great weather for that whatsoever. Toronto Mets. Yeah, the Toronto Mets. They come in every year. It's like a Mets developmental New- program. Oh, it's a, okay. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, then Mets are in New York. No, no. No, they're not playing an MLB team tonight. Like I was about to say, you can't fool me. No. Uh, you want to talk tennis? Yeah, tennis. Uh, they are at the ITA Atlantic Regional this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, started yesterday. They had uh, junior Misha Kucharova play in the qualifying round for singles, and she won both of her matches. She's actually the uh, – she was ranked as the two seed in that bracket, and now she is playing in the regular main draw. I, I don't really know how that works. They did that last year where they played like the two rounds of the qualifying and then they moved on to the main. But she is in the main draw. She's actually playing right now. I'm watching her on my screen. Uh, she's playing against, let me remind myself of the girl's name that she is up against right now. But hold on. Darn, I can't. You're all right. Yeah, she's somewhere in here. I'll say her name whenever I find it. But yeah, Misha's having a good weekend. Uh, I know that the only two other players playing are Momoko Nagato and Maya Dodik, and both of them have already lost today. Um, Misha and Nagato will be playing as a doubles tandem uh, in their draw. There haven't been any updates on that if they've played already, but this site's pretty good about updating, so I would assume they haven't played if it's not on there. But... Yeah, a lot of fun happening over there on the tennis side of things, a smaller roster. That is Laura Ruiz uh, from Norfolk State she's playing against. So it might be good for her to get a win there and move on, and uh, we'll see what she can do in the tournament the rest of the way. But the fall season is a good time for tennis. It's a good time for players to kind of get out there and, you know, get ready for the spring season. It's pretty much uh, head coach, Coach Lee Sotts, has told us that before, that it's pretty much a developing time, you know, for players and to move on into the spring. I did get to go to the Martha Thorne Invitational the last day that they had it and got to see uh, the new recruit, Love Star Alexis, uh, in blue and gold. And she, yeah, she looks like she's in serious contention for the top seed. I think that would be the favorite. Of course, you know, the fifth-year senior out of Mid-Tennessee State, you're looking for her to provide that with her leadership and skill, you know, having played four years of college tennis already. So she looked good. Uh, she played a really good match. Um, I forget. I, yeah, she played against Duquesne, I believe. And, you know, the other team, the other members of the team are looking good too. A lot of experience there on this Mountaineer team. A lot of girls who were playing as freshmen who are now juniors. And, yeah, WVU, I mean, tennis might be on the come up here. I don't know. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, that would be great. So, uh, we've hit every single sport that's had something go on uh, this week. We're coming up. Rowing will be at the head of the Schaikal Regatta in Philly next weekend. Um, but they haven't competed in, in some time, so hopefully they can get stuff done there. Uh, but next weekend, it, it starts, everybody. Uh, the men's basketball versus George Mason Charity Exhibition in Morgantown, West Virginia, will be next Friday night at the West Virginia Coliseum. And uh, there's a lot of other things that are going on next weekend as well. Swim and dive on the road, of course. Men's soccer's at Kentucky uh, in Lexington. The women's soccer tournament will uh, be going on as well. 
the next day of that starts. Uh, the seeding for all of that's not done yet. Uh, the Big 12 cross-country championships as well next week in Ames. So lots going on. Again, it's all happening here in Morgantown on the campus of West Virginia University. And it's always a lot of fun, uh, and we're excited to continue to talk about it every week. We're sorry we missed the last couple of weeks here, but uh, just timing and things just haven't worked out for us. Luke and I, we, we, we get busy. I mean, there's we 19 do. sports here to cover, and uh, we cover them all. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a lot sometimes to keep up with, and we try our best to do it. Nobody else does what we do here uh, at Student Media for sure. Uh, to where they cover every single program. And, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We hope you tune in to Beat the Clocks Monday and Friday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on U92 The Moose. You can catch that in a podcast as well. Usually I upload it. Sometimes I don't if I think that Luke talked too much during the show. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> this morning, like Fridays are brutal, too, because oh, I miss man. like 40 minutes of the show. I, I hate missing the show. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it has to happen. So. Mm-hmm. Luke's happy. Bye week for the Titans this weekend. I'm very he happy. only has to deal with tomorrow. Yep. And then Friday's easy foot or Saturday Sunday is easy breezy football watching for all LB over here. Yep. He's heartbroken that we're not going to the Titans Steelers game together. I am. I'll tell you that guys. Uh I was looking forward to that. He was very excited. I was excited. I was excited for that defensive matchup that yeah. we see. I know. I mean like 9-6 final. Let's yep. go. I wanted to go. I've not been to a Steelers game at Heinz. Um, oh, really? No. No. I've never been to a Titans away game, so that would be a first for both of us. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, but instead, I have to go and visit schools looking yeah. at grad school. Yay! More school. <laughs> uh, Luke, he, he's he's doing he's doing a lot of fun stuff. Got another year left, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you seem so happy. Yeah, right I just... <laughs> you know, it's been, it's been a busy semester, but I love it. <laughs> I love being involved. I... I love the work I do. I'm glad to be able to do it. It's, yeah, a, it's a privilege to look be at, the, Look at this positive guy. Yeah, it's, yeah. A pri- it's a privilege to be the sports editor of the yeah. Daily Athenaeum. How, how much homework you got to do tonight? A uh, little bit. Yeah, me too. Some video editing. Some. Uh, oh, good. Some of that. Yeah. How do you do that on an iPad? I, I was able to get all the files downloaded to the Mac because... What my, Mac? The, one of the Macs upstairs. Oh, yeah. So you're just gonna so I'm, ju- I'm just going to hang out here. All right. I'm an advising appointment later anyway. So. There you go. All the fun. Yeah. West Virginia uh, seniors start to register for classes on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Last time I'll have to do it. Not excited at all. <laughs> just kidding. Can't wait. <laughs> God, it will be so nice. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you know me. I-, I love school. That's why I wanted to graduate in three years instead of four. Yep. All of the school I've done. All right. That'll do it for us today on this edition of what? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, I don't know. Man. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We'll be back next week. It's the Mountaineer Sports Insider.